0: fourth episode of the kings of whiteheart lane and the first episode that we're actually in the same room together luke's room specifically how are you luke <laughs>
1: i'm very good james yeah nice to be together for once and not chatting over skype
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah yeah hope this isn't the worst thing that's happened in this room <laughs> oh Definitely a, there a pre-planned definitely a pre, not a pre-planned joke either <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the second time we've done this actually because isabel or izzy for sure, has come into the room only moments ago, so we had to start off that, again. That's my
1: dog for the record, not my uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, He has no girlfriend, yes. absolutely, put that yes. on the
0: record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since our last podcast, Wolves, that was the only game that we've played, and probably the most undeserved win that we've had under Jose Mourinho, but probably the most Jose Mourinho-like win that we've had.
1: Yeah, and it's great to see us kind of putting in those performances where we play poorly and actually win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like we were completely dominated weren't we for the entire game pretty much I can't think of one kind of 10 minute spell that we we, we were better than them that much oh definitely not um, I know Manu is like a really hard place to go um, and top 6 kind of struggle there especially but yeah um, it's great to see that we can actually turn those into wins whereas before under Poch at the start of the season we definitely would have lost that game
0: yeah and it's it's kind of uh, recapturing that old winning in the last minute like I think Pochettino in his First, or maybe the second season when we ran Leicester close enough for the yeah. title, we had loads of those like last minute wins. Yeah, I think it's been a long time since we've had something like that go in our favor. We've we've kind of had like a bad record this season of conceding just before half-time or in the last minute or straight away from from halftime in the second half. So that was I think that was as big a win, even though we played pretty terribly. I thought like that was, that's a big sign that I think we can actually achieve big things this year.
1: Yeah, the only, like the only kind of thing I'd say in response to that is that in our three biggest games under Jose, yeah, yeah. we haven't performed well. And that no. was like Man United away by Munich. granted that was nothing matched in the end. Yeah. Uh, and then this one we haven't really like looked like we could control in the game at all. We've actually yeah, been exactly. completely in the backseat. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit of a worry.
0: Yeah, but I think that might be a change for us as fans that we're we've been used to Pochettino and his team's dominating games. Yeah. And Reno classically with like Real Madrid more than more than most teams he's kind of happy enough for the other team to have the ball because you're more likely to make a mistake when you have the ball and i think that's going to be a change we're going to be more defensive and more efficient so in a game like that wolves game where it seems like it's inevitable that we're going to lose after Treori scores that equalizer yeah that we somehow grind it out even if it feels very lucky at the time
1: yeah yeah, that, uh, true. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I guess as well that we weren't dominating games with Poch. That was true like last couple of seasons, but not this season. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, like Sheffield, United Home and stuff for like that, we were completely dominated. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah. So yeah, maybe just a change of kind of direction as a fan, but it's um it certainly feels more uh, anxious watching it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like um there's even like an interesting like in the aftermath of that game, the Wolves game, apparently Tottenham players were saying to Mourinho, go get Adama Traore. I saw that. Did yeah. Do you believe that? I don't believe that. No, I don't believe that. Like, I don't think it's like another Cristiano Ronaldo situation against Sporting Lisbon where he terrorised us. Like, he did play particularly well, but having seen Traore play over the, the last few years, he is really hard to handle. He's kind of like yeah. a Dembele in a way. Yeah. But... He's, he's very inconsistent I wouldn't really yeah. kind of want him in the squad like you could have yeah, him as a, a squad player potentially at most but he's not the kind of standard player we need starting for us potentially yeah
1: and he's not like a creative player really is he he's kind of like no. he's an attacking player we have loads of attacking players yeah Um. and young Troy Parrott yeah coming through as well <laughs>
0: the sound effect just stick that in there <laughs> yeah. let us know if you enjoyed that Uh, not many people did <laughs> and uh, speaking of Troy Parrott <laughs> he was uh, he was actually in Dublin this week, so
1: if I saw you, chance, I saw you following him around Graffin Street, wasn't that you?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was in the Graffin quarter there, actually. Yeah, and
1: you were stalking him, trying to like follow his Instagram, see where he was, bump into him accidentally.
0: Yeah, I was doing that, and then it kind of dawned on me that I'm following a 17-year-old and this could be a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I kind of backed off and took 20 paces behind him instead of 10. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, so hopefully... It actually would be cool like it actually entered my head this morning when i was feeding my dogs like if i somehow was able to get in contact with troy pirate while he's home for christmas because i don't know if that was literally a quick visit or he might have been given time off of time. probably not i'd say he's back in london
1: i'd say he's back in london too yeah
0: yeah and i definitely would not get permission by a premier league club just to interview one of their rising, rising stars on like this massively successful podcast i haven't
1: seen him do any media actually really no I think, I think they're protecting him i don't then, think you're they?
0: allowed to until you're 18. oh really yeah because um i think that's a thing that at least it has to be 16 or above or they have to be accompanied by their parents <laughs> imagine troy <laughs> parents parents in, in, in this, this bedroom. Room, yeah. in this bedroom my <laughs> yeah. bedroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah sitting so on the edge of the bed yeah yeah uh took a little yeah uh sidestep there but um yeah the wolves game
1: what do you think of Luke, Lucas Moore's goal?
0: Yeah, really, really good, actually. Um, really good feet, And I think that was probably the strongest part of our game. I kind of felt like we were going to go on and win 2-3-0. Yeah. or three nil. I thought yeah. we looked pretty bright in the, the early stages, and Wolves kind of hadn't got to a grips with the game yet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that kind of caught me off guard, the way that he just rifled that into the roof of the net. And, yeah, I suppose after such a good start it was disappointing that we didn't build on that even though wolves is such a tough place to go
1: yeah 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 like again it kind of comes back i think to the midfield we didn't really have a midfield in that game yeah it it was Dyer and suzoko and um they did all right defensively but then going forward there's no one to create that like link to like delhi was basically i thought struggled a lot in that game because he didn't have any service at all yeah um uh, we really need to get Ndombele back as soon as possible and get him like a key member of that team.
0: Exactly, yeah. Definitely. Because yeah, our midfield, it's it's a bit of a, I don't know, a mishmash of everything at the minute. It doesn't feel like we're dominating games and with and Sissoka, it feels like until that is addressed, we're going to have to either kind of start so fast and brightly like we did against Burnley. Yeah. Just against the better teams, our midfield just isn't good enough at the minute to, to really stand a chance. Like, I'd be... Like I think I'm confident ahead of the Chelsea game, but at the same time, I think that's a big that's another massive challenge for Mourinho, and I think he has to prove himself in it's the first home home game that we've had in one of his big games and yeah. I think hopefully that'll play play its advantage towards us and yeah. yeah, I think that's that's probably the biggest game of his tenure so far. And if, if we can beat Chelsea, I think that'll probably give the players a sense of Mourinho, he can add that added that added kind of extra winning mentality to
1: us yeah but the players have to play for him as well exactly I'm like yeah. you can look at the players and a lot of blame should be in the players in the big games this season for yeah kind of letting their heads drop and just kind of shying away from the challenge a bit yeah like Old Trafford a few weeks ago was a perfect example it felt like there was no fire in them at all yeah and such a huge game as well Um. so yeah like I hope the players show up for him and because it's obviously they're playing Chelsea I hope they really want to want to show him what they can do and hope they really want to kind of win the game for him as well
0: yeah yeah because I think as a player if you couldn't get up for like Mourinho's return to Old Trafford like that in itself like there wasn't maybe because Mourinho was a bit more kind of humble in his approach and he wasn't kind of trying to rile the like United fans when he got there he was very much kind of playing at low key as he has done ever since he's become manager for us but I think Chelsea might be a different story because when he was United manager he got such a tough reception at Stanford Bridge mm. and he was saying like remember I've won three titles at this stadium like show me a bit more respect so I think Tottenham fans the ones that are a bit sceptical of Mourinho they'll warm to him as well if we can yeah. beat Chelsea and yeah. you might hear Mourinho's name be enchanted for the first time because I don't think there has been like a like an outpouring of affection for Mourinho yet
1: no not in the not in the stands um, in the bars before and after the game it definitely has, there has been? been yeah yeah they're not into United Porto Madrid chant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's Chelsea come because Chelsea is a year. That's been... I, every game I've been at since he's been a manager, they've sung that, like, a lot. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's it's in the bars before. It's not really... Yeah. um, Hasn't caught on with the rest of the crowd, yeah. I'm not sure he's, like, got that status yet. Yeah, um, yeah. Of being loved by the fans, as you say, but... Yeah. Hopefully, you're right. I think a big game against Chelsea. And, like, Chelsea are struggling so much as well.
0: Yeah, like... It's, it's pretty strange they're, in their slumping form yeah their slumping form is literally just coincided with with Mourinho arriving and we go into the top four on goal difference if we beat them and that's that's a massive boost for us before Christmas because uh, usually the way the kind of the table looks at Christmas is a big indicator of how the season is going to go and it's it's kind of a surprise if your position changes drastically like Liverpool have won the title already you could say and top four if we could get in there Leicester they haven't hit like a slump yet, but I think Leicester, I think they're good enough to kind of maintain that lead over us. So I think it's yeah. really between us and Chelsea for fourth for the rest of the season. Agree, yeah, I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah, because what like Arsenal are an absolute disaster, at the moment, thankfully. Yeah, um, it looks like Arteta's going back, but yeah, it's hard to see how they'll turn that into a top four team. Like the, the squad seems absolutely rotten there. Yeah, um, United. Like they seem to do well against the big teams, but then yeah. really struggle to like get up to the games against smaller teams. Exactly, and yeah. They're quite far behind. Like, I, yeah, like it, it, it. really is between ourselves and Chelsea, and the fact that Chelsea have had like they had such a great start to the season under yeah. uh, under Lampard, and then the last like five games they've got three points, and they've that's kind of it's a young team. It's hard to imagine if the pressure comes on them that they'll be able to hold on. Yeah, um, yeah. So if we can get over, if we can get above them in the table now. I think it like gives us a really opportunity just to basically like put more pressure on them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then they'll probably screw up again. Yeah. Like they lost to Bournemouth at home on yeah, yeah. Sunday, I think yeah. it was or Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. on the weekend
0: there. And they they lost to Everton away.
1: Yeah, they were in terrible form.
0: And I think that they've lost pretty much every single big away big game they've played this year. Similar to us to be fair, that yeah like they lost against United four 0 on the opening day, lost against yeah. Liverpool, lost against City. Uh, Champions League they they were not lucky to get through but they were kind of like ourselves that they were pretty unconvincing yeah. managed to get through in second place and yeah Chelsea like I think Lampard against Mourinho Mourinho would be desperate to get one on Lampard saying like uh, you're not kind of up to scratch yet like I'm still the master of this
1: yeah definitely definitely yeah, yeah you would be worried about just I guess coming into that game and it's like like against Bayern Munich like against Man United that yeah. we're actually kind of favourites Yeah, and then, then yeah, it becomes yeah. oh actually we just basically screw it up and yeah. we don't show up in the day and kind of buy into the hype a bit and stuff Yeah, um, I'd love to see Ndombele back I think he's back training so
0: he is He is meant to be back for the Chelsea game which would be huge if uh, his fitness has been an issue though so I don't yeah. know if he's I can imagine him playing for an hour and then being taken off for Dyer. I'd expect Dyer to start with Ndombele potentially and then maybe take off in Domblay and bring on Sizoko or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. But you yeah. kind of
1: you kind of hope that that stage you'd have a lead. Maybe and Sizoko could be a good player to bring on then. To yeah. Yeah. Protect the lead a bit more. Yeah. Um,
0: He's better defensively than in uh, Domblay is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's I can't wait for that game to be honest. And uh, yeah, to talk about our flop and top of the weeks since we have it on the top of our head, uh, for just for the one game, who was your flop of the week?
1: So I'm going to be controversial here. Yeah. My Flop of the Week is Harry Kane.
0: Flop of the Week. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Um. I I know he scored a lot of goals this season. Yeah. I'm not He's been good at patches, but there's been also games where he hasn't really contributed. I think yeah. Wolves is one of those games. I can't think the standing memory of him from that game is basically Hailing <laughs> joy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah take care of tri- Yeah. towards the end, Um. which was a clever bit of play. But um, I just, sometimes the way we're setting up with Jose, he's not, we're kind of playing like more counter-attack and he doesn't really yeah. suit him as much. Yeah. He's not getting those kind of build-up plays where he gets the the ball on the edge of the box where he can drop back and pick it up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Th- throw those, like the way England play completely suits him and he's so good when he plays for England. Yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be my kind of worry about the way Jose set up is that Kane... Yeah, Kane is kind of uh, gets left behind a bit or he feels he has to move on somewhere where he can actually play his get involved his brand of football yeah yeah. Um, but yeah he's my flop of the week
0: yeah and who's yours my flop of the week would be Eric Dyer flop of the week from like I know you picked him last week yeah. but I just felt that like again he, he was he was good in that he he committed that cynical foul <laughs> uh, lucky enough not to get sent off because that was as blatant as it comes but uh, it wasn't a particularly dangerous tackle but I felt he had that massive chance at 2-0, I know he doesn't score a lot of goals but oh that was a huge chance yeah yeah, and that, that would really kind of make it comfortable and it's, it's just something that we kind of have to be more uh, we have to be more clinical if we want to be a really top team, you can't miss chances like that in games. He could have uh, easily drawn
1: that. As a professional footballer, no matter if you're like a striker or a centre back, you yeah. should be scoring that goal. Yeah, yeah, you You're have basically one on one with the keeper right in the middle of his goal and you are like you're literally like five or six yards out. Yeah. Or, maybe more than that, or ten yards out. Yeah. But like he's got the entire goal to aim at and he literally can hit that anywhere but right in the middle and it goes in. I know. And it's supposed to, it was yeah. Yeah, it was it's
0: and with with Dyer, because Mourinho is clearly like in love with Dyer, like he he thinks he is his main man. I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if he's the main. He's not the player that he was of two years ago. Like he was. No. He was England's best player at Euro twenty sixteen, but he's a long way off that. And illness is a big part of that. But
1: and confidence, I think. like his pa- yeah. You can see in, in his passing, he's got no confidence in himself to hit those passes anymore. Yeah. Um. There was uh, a time where he'd like that year. I think he had like more passes in the league than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. More successful passes and. Like he just he seems terrified to pass it forward now. He looks looks mm. to kind of either go back to Toby or Jan or else maybe just pass it sideways to, to Winks or Suzoka or, or Ndombele, whoever's playing beside him.
0: Yeah. And who would your top of the week be?
1: Um so my top of the week <laughs> uh is going to be uh Paulo It's the top of the week. The top player. Yeah. In my yeah. top of the week. I thought he there was, we actually talked, I think, last week about he was a bit unconvincing in some of the games, and he was making the saves, but he was palming them into dangerous areas. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was really, really good. He had a few top saves that kept yeah. us in the game. Um, at Marnie, really good saves. The goal that was scored wasn't his fault at all. No. Um, I, if I were him, I'd be so annoyed that my clean sheet was taken away by the backing both, off by too. by defenders backing off, or and letting him take a shot at the edge of the box, which happens a lot to Gazaniga. It happened against um. Uh, Olympiacos at home as well. There was yeah, there was yeah, a goal yeah, where he yeah. was backed off, and yeah, he should have saved it probably, but he shouldn't have been put in that position either. Yeah. Um, but I thought against against Wolves, he he was really really good. His distribution yeah. was quite good as well at times. Yeah, yeah. Um. He's he's very comfortable on the ball, and yeah, just his saves. Like there was one save in particular where I was convinced it was going in. He just managed to like tip it over. it was really good.
0: Yeah, and like that's actually a good point. Like looking back on it I probably should have picked him as my top of the week but I think the, the big improvement that I saw as well was the way that he was parrying out shots he did it like two or three times where you could see he was intentionally palming the ball like behind him almost like yeah. going out for corners whereas beforehand like a month ago or a couple of weeks ago he was pounding it right into the penalty area so
1: it's, it, it's a confidence thing really yeah, isn't it because yeah. like You'd hate his goalkeeper to palm it back and get the angle wrong and basically palm it into your own net. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Then I guess it just—it's one of those things that once it gets into your head, even though he hasn't actually done that mistake yet. Yeah. Once yeah. it gets into his head, you just can't think about anything else. Yeah. So it's good that in an away game, a really pressure environment that he had, the balls basically to yeah actually take that risk.
0: Yeah, because he was my flop of the week last week. So yeah. And like, while I don't think he is the man, like going forward like fair play to him for improving and um, having the confidence to to see his weaknesses and improve on that but uh, my my top of the week is controversial as well I guess um, Christian Eriksson it's the top of the week
1: the top player oh really <laughs> yeah yeah performance
0: I know yeah I feel like because I I am quite desperate for him to leave and I kind of do slag him off, like pretty much every chance I get when he plays and his lack of effort. But credit to him, even though it was only a corner kick, like for him to make an impact like that and for him to even beat a first man from a corner that he picked out for Tonga, and I'm gonna give it to Ericsson because I think there may not be many uh, more appearances from Ericsson in a Tottenham shirt. So yeah. uh, I'd give it to him probably. And yeah, so
1: I actually I'm gonna actually disagree with on that one yeah. because. Um, yeah, I, I would Ericsson gone as well. But I actually thought that for that last corner, um, Vertonghen was in so much space there. Yeah. I think that Eriksson had so much space to hit at and he actually hit a pretty bad ball and yeah. it when he could have hit it in front of Fertongan, and Vertonghen would have easily scored. Yeah. And luckily Vertongan had like that header was absolutely ridiculous. Unbelievable. For me that's like as good a goal as you'll see this week. There's no like the yeah. skill to be running backwards and to put that ball into the like corner of the net. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Um, those 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 goals never get the credit they deserve, I think. But yeah, I think Eriksson made Vertonghen's job so much harder than it needed to be. True. Yeah. Um, and see, yeah, so I actually I'll actually disagree with you there, James. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and going on to well, the Champions League draw was made on Monday and. Like we were lucky enough to avoid all the, the bigger names, but uh RB Leipzig are the team that we got in the end. Yeah. And I think we were delighted we were watching the draw at years when it was happening, and it was either Barcelona or Leipzig, and luckily it's the German leaders, but I suppose it's kind of a, a mirror of last year where we were playing Dortmund, who were yeah. the runaway leaders, and we beat them four 0 on aggregate. And you could probably argue that Leipzig actually played Dortmund on the weekend there and it was yesterday.
1: Or was it yesterday? Yeah. yeah, I watched a bit of it, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that they Dortmund were winning 2 0, then Leipzig came back into it, then Sancho scored for Dortmund, and then Leipzig equalised. So um yeah, apparently like in Germany, just from like the little bits of kind of background pieces I've been reading on Leipzig that they're uh they're kind of confident that Nagelsmann, the their manager, has uh definitely in it has he has it in him to uh out tactic Mourinho and to to progress ahead of Tottenham, like yeah, it's kind of interesting to hear that that um yeah like while might see that as a good draw yeah
1: because we I mean, we we're, were sitting there and like the options were basically like as as it was going down because Valencia got taken out of the hat quite early yeah and so it was basically like Juve Barcelona um, who was the other big team PSG, PSG. yeah um, and then obviously we're glad to get uh, Leipzig. Leipzig in the end, but yeah. um, as I say, Leipzig are top of the table. Sometimes coming up against those smaller teams is actually yeah. harder because anyway, you don't know much about them. Exactly, the expectation yeah. is that you're going to beat them, so there's like a lot of pressure on the players. Yeah, um, Germany's such a hard place to go always as well on away days. Which
0: actually, we actually have a good record in Germany though in recent years. Like even in I the Champions League,
1: we beat Dortmund um, last year, didn't we? One 0 in the second leg.
0: Yeah, and like we played Leverkusen a few years ago, we drew away. I don't know how we did. I remember Loris made an unbelievable save in that game. Yeah. Um yeah I still expect those to go through and but
1: the the funny thing is though I was watching a bit of that game last night yeah Leipzig at Dortmund and Leipzig weren't even like they actually looked a bit sloppy in possession and stuff they didn't seem like they were playing a top form and the commentator kept saying I haven't watched them this season really yeah the commentators kept saying this is not the Leipzig we're used to seeing and even with that they came out with a three-all draw away in Dortmund yeah um which is a really really hard place to go yeah Uh, and they're like yeah as you say they're top of the league so it's it's going to be a, a really tough game. Um, we have them at home first, don't we? Yeah, yeah, since Just we finished, 2nd keep a clean sheet because yeah. we did that against City last year but then we made our job going to Amsterdam much harder by losing 1-0 home. Oh and, yeah, definitely. And it's, you'd find it hard at the moment unless kind of big changes in January you'd find it hard to see yeah. our defence holding out um, against oh, a team you, like yeah, say yeah. who are scoring for fun yeah, in, the, in yeah. the Bundesliga.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's an interesting point actually and yeah, to see who will arrive that'll be really interesting
1: but they've scored like they've scored 45 goals in the Bundesliga Mönchengladbach in 2nd of 31 and Dortmund in 3rd of 30 yeah like, they've scored a, like a huge amount of goals and they've only played 16 matches so it's just slightly less than 3 goals a game on average yeah um, yeah
0: and uh, yeah just in, looking back on like say teams we've played over the years like just in the knockout rounds even that to uh, say like yeah got to the final last year so that's a bit bit different that we kind of were lucky enough going through on away goals, but say juventus that was against like a side who were considered favorites and we were very unlucky we sh- definitely should have gone through in that yeah. game i think and that was a learning lesson for us though i think yeah i actually think like at the time it felt like very undeserved and like painful but next year getting to the final yeah like we I th- we definitely did learn
1: a lot because yeah. they were like that, that, that two legs and over the 180 minutes they were better for literally 20 minutes and the rest of the time we were better yeah but they just made that 20 minutes count Um yeah and I and think that,
0: that could be even something that we might do under Mourinho yeah that you kind of have that experience because remember like Collini uh, saying after the game that it, it's in the history of Tottenham to always lose out on those small details and like yeah it's, it's really true even it's as a Tottenham fan yeah. it's like it's it's hard to hear that but we do tend to bottle it in the bigger moments in the really defining moments
1: yeah yeah um yeah, that was really disappointing that year, but yeah, to say kind of learned a lesson a bit from that, and then yeah, we definitely. I also think, as well, Mourinho is such a Champions League specialist, definitely. Um, he will be so up for making a statement with this Tottenham team, yeah. Um, it'd be really interesting to see how we strengthen in January, yeah. You have to imagine that we will strengthen somewhere in January, yeah. Uh, the question is, is he going to be targeting like a CDM, is he going to be targeting, a, yeah, like a right back, left back, like. Where's he going to target? It's...
0: Yeah, apparently, um, right back and um, defensive midfield are the priority positions for us. Yeah, yeah. And because
1: uh, you, you would worry about Aurier in like as good as that system of basically letting him roam free. Yeah, and, yeah. And for retirement and in at left back. Yeah, you'd worry about that in a against a bigger team when they'll just attack down that right wing. Exactly. And, yeah. Or sorry, like their left wing and. Attack our right back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it'd even be good just to to kind of have the the opposite option of say yeah. Ryan Sessignon that he could become the Aurier in the months to come and we have a more kind of Vertonghen like defender at right back. Yeah. Whether that'd be someone kinda of yeah, in that Ivanovich mold or um Vertongan. And then there's been a lot of With links. Toby. Toby. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And just played there against Arsenals and be a that, Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: sanchez i don't know if he can actually play that role or you could i don't fight, know if he's a good fight, enough with,
1: footballer yeah um a technical footballer whereas Bertongan and all they are like yeah exceptional perfect, technical like, yeah. footballers
0: yeah they just keep very calm yeah and there's there's already been links with uh with Lille. i think the the midfielder yeah. sumare it's like 50 to 60 million euro and uh
1: what kind of i don't know much about him at all what kind of midfielder is he you're uh to be honest
0: i know nothing about him but uh Kind of the thing I read
1: is pretty positive about him though.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like, so Mourinho, during his sabbatical from football, he spent a lot of time watching French football. He was at Lille and it was interesting even, say, when he got the Tottenham job, he got a few staff from Lille, like the guy, uh, Juayo Sacramento, Sacramento who's yeah. our assistant manager. Yeah. He came from there. I think that was all in the pipeline, ready to go. And It, this, was, it was
1: actually quite interesting, yeah, Sacramento, when... Yeah. When we scored to go two one up, um, uh at Man against Wolves, so like Mourinho was celebrating on the sideline, yeah, and so it was like yeah, Sacramento celebrated for like two seconds, yeah, and immediately turned around and ran to Mourinho and like told him to bring yeah, on the um, tactical kind of substitution, yeah, bring on time. bring on uh, it was a Foyth and Winks, Foyth and
0: Skip, I think, Winks wasn't it? The, yeah, no, you're right, Foyth yeah, and yeah, Winx.
1: yeah, um, brought them on, and yeah, it just he seems really, really tuned in. Like apparently the players yeah. are really, I've read the players are really enjoying really yeah. His coaching as well. He's very much like hands on from the moment he got on it like got out to the top training but he was hands on, like yeah, yeah. Really positive, really energetic, like fresh ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So, um I don't know if he's maybe the thought process is that in a couple of years Mourinho leaves and he's groomed to take over. Yeah,
0: I've seen I've seen that actually as an option and uh the only thing about like football, it tends to be that you need a change in voice. Like, is yeah. like we've kind of seen that with Pochettino. I think that it probably as as good as it sounds and as promising it sounds. Like even with Klopp, that how good that Liverpool are at the minute. That I I can't remember their assistant manager, but there's always been talk that he takes care of cup games sometimes and that he could step into the shoes of Klopp. But yeah, you'd imagine that it's kind of so hard to replicate that kind of form.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, the just ahead of the January transfer window with the Lille kind of connection Tottenham are actively trying to convince uh, Campos I can't remember his first name it could be Luis and Mourinho is good friends with him and he worked with him at Real Madrid and they have a really good track record of identifying really promising French players and just young players in general at Lille yeah. and uh, he could probably join Tottenham in the summer if at all
1: where was the Pepe came
0: from? Pepe came from Lille
1: yeah please <laughs> another Pepe <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: hopefully not but yeah, I think um, we might enter the the French market again, but yeah. hopefully that doesn't mean that Indombly is kind of phased out of the picture. If no, there's definitely any not concerns about fitness or anything like that. Yeah, I am. I am a bit worried just in terms of how
1: injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe just like stepping up to the Premier League, it's so much more physical than the French league and stuff like that, and just taking a while to bet in. Yeah, and even
0: um, reading about his apparently he found preseason the toughest thing he's ever done. I know everyone says that about Pochettino yeah. regimes, but I think that's particularly interesting with him just because of the injuries he's had, that like whether or not um, that would be something he's actually able for or maybe he'll kind of flourish under Mourinho where there isn't so much uh, pressing of the ball. Like, I, I, Hopefully, I just think that yeah. you kind of have had that history of players in the Premier League with like, say, Mendy at Manchester City and... Um, french players who who have kind of struggled to adapt to the pace and pick up injuries and never seem to be fit so it's very early days but in Domblay, just with the physique he has and the gait he has he has he has quite a strange like running technique yeah
1: it looks like a lot of pressure on, like his knees and hips and stuff The yeah, way he yeah. moves constantly limping so he is isn't he yeah that's yeah how he looks even when he's running at full tilt it's like he's like he's gonna fall over or something He's like, yeah. leaning
0: forward yeah it's kind
1: of weird he's so skillful
0: but yeah no constantly off balance
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah um they actually completely well complete um side note but yeah i read this thing before about um how they build fighter jets now to be like purposely uh unstable in the air really yeah and what basically what it means is that when they go to like into dogfights they can turn and twist really easily because it's so unstable okay and uh, when they're flying normally the computer like keeps it stable yeah and it seems like in domino kind of like that <laughs> like he's so unstable that nobody can get near him because nobody yeah. knows what he's going to do because he doesn't know like yeah. which way he's going almost yeah. um, and his body shape is so weird that you can't read the way he's going to go like you would a normal player so you don't you can't tackle him
0: yeah 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 but like he, he's he's so talented though like you can just see like the skill that he has like he's kind of like an, a Dembele but just a bit more kind of pace to him and I think a lot and, more.
1: And, and more kind of creativity in the yeah, final third
0: definitely I'm, I'm so excited to see what he can do in the next few weeks if I hope he starts against Chelsea and that would be hopefully his coming of age game for us yeah so yeah yeah hopefully that's around the 30 minute mark so might as well we've touched everything so might as well touch everything <laughs> on, on, was... on the podcast on the podcast, podcast on, the podcast, on the to podcast, for the that, podcast. To all the
1: lawyers listening <laughs>
0: everything is legal in Luke's room <laughs> at least today
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah hope you guys enjoyed the the podcast less of Troy Parrott sound effects today but we'll be back cool. next week possibly post Chelsea game because it is Christmas next week so we do have to spend time with our families and friends I Um, guess. So,
1: yeah. What friends?
0: What friends? Ah, my couple of friends. Handful of friends. (laughs) (laughs) So, see you next time. And come on, you spurs.
1: Come on, you spurs.